0: How do you go? I'm guessing here, if you have 550 customers at 800 bucks a month, you're doing about 5.2 million in terms of run rate right now? Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Daniel Melkerson. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Pin Me 2 It's a SaaS platform that connects multi-location brands with the biggest search map and social media platforms, letting them keep their business information up to date everywhere, manage reviews, and maximize their social reach all from one place. Daniel, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, sure. This is great. So like if I own a little restaurant in Austin, Texas, and I need my Google Place thing updated and my search results updated and my, you know, my whatever Yelp thing updated, I can basically manage all the metadata on PinMe too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you, we, we, we got one platform to handle all, all sorts of listing networks around the world. could be a search network, could be map services, GPS services in cars and social media services.
0: Now, when you last came on back in 2019, this was pre-COVID, which is sort of interesting. I yeah. remember you saying, I, I believe you had, uh, let's see, about 200 customers. Uh, yeah. You were selling it for about 800 bucks a month. And so you were doing right around a $2 million run rate. How did COVID impact you? Uh,
1: we got really scared in March last year. But, but we, what we did then was that actually we, we contacted the customers we had in the in, in hospitality industry uh, and just said, okay, let's pause your, your payments. For the upcoming three months, and see what happens with COVID, and then after four months, everyone was back and paying again. So I think that was a good thing that we actually reached out. But and we we we've been keeping growing, pretty okay. Uh, very very low churn. Still, we're very focused on location based businesses. A lot of them got hurt during COVID, but on the other hand, a lot of the retailers needed our tool to you know say this store is it's closed now because of COVID, or they want to go out and say hey. All these stores in in for for example in Shanghai needs to be closed now, but we open up soon again. And, and and so so it's been good for us. And we also switched focus when it comes to the verticals we sell to. So we focused a lot on on the verticals that are you know still alive and and, and kicking during COVID. So I think we we did good. Yeah.
0: And so how many paying customers do you have today? And what verticals are your top three?
1: Uh, so we have uh, around 550 paying customers today. Uh, the top three verticals are still retail, uh, uh, also, uh, EV charging, uh, and gas stations, uh, kind of goes hand in hand today. Hmm. Gas stations needs to pivot into EV charging as well. So, uh, so that's the two biggest, I guess. And then, then I would say hospitality still. Yeah.
0: Hospitality. Interesting. And are you still, is the average customer still paying you about 800 bucks a month?
1: Yeah, around eight hundred, a little bit above eight hundred. I would say nine hundred today.
0: And dig into your pricing a bit for my audience here. What's the difference yeah. between someone paying you two hundred bucks a month versus ten thousand a month? In other words, what do you upsell against?
1: So we, we, we upsell against the number of locations because they're location based businesses, multi location businesses. For example, uh, one of the customers we work with, H and M, they have stores that are all around the world, so they pay per, per store. Uh, so we upsell the, with the number of locations, if they grow by locations, and then we cross-sell uh, with other products on the platform.
0: I see. Okay. Location-based upselling, feature-based upselling, that's both great. Help me understand, don't name the customer, obviously, but what's the your largest customer account? What are they paying you per year? Uh, they're paying us uh, 300000 US. Okay. That's getting up there. And you're probably getting... I mean, are you generally moving upstream or downstream? Uh, we, we're really trying to move upstream
1: and I think we are, but we kind of have the same kind of, uh, average, uh, deal size the last two years. And I think we, we're doing really good there. So.
0: Hey, if it works, there's a model for everyone, right? So if it's working, it's working. Right. And from what I hear you say is you had 200 customers two years ago, you have 550. Now that sounds like pretty good growth to me.
1: Yeah, I would say not super big enterprises. is our sweet spot, but large multi-location businesses.
0: Yep. That's now, our sweet spot. You shared last time you did not bootstrap this. You raised 25K seed round in 2014. You raised, I think, 580,000 venture round in 2017. And you raised, I think, 2.3 million series A in 2018. Are those correct? Yes, yes. Have you raised since then or no?
1: Yes, yes the small uh, round uh, with the, the investors we already had on board uh, almost a year ago now. Okay. But we haven't used the money yet, so that's that's a good thing. We kind of did it just because of
0: <laughs> we could. COVID. It was a
1: good opportunity.
0: Yeah, it so. was so an insider round. And are we talking like a million or like ten million?
1: No, no, it's a small. It's uh, it's uh, two two two
0: million. About two million. Okay. Yeah. So to, then to date, you raised total something like five million bucks. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And 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 so. Were you just nervous about because co- obviously you got diluted raising another two million from insiders about a year ago? But you're also probably nervous yeah. about COVID cash cushion probably feels good. Why'd you do it?
1: Yeah, we we did it because of growth uh, to to hire more people, open new new offices, uh, especially sales offices. But we we kind of had a good year when it comes to sales, so we we. We have done what we wanted this year without using the money we we took in the last round. That's but we're we're really gonna try to use them next year. But as long as we can grow with the with the customers' money, that's that's a great thing, you know.
0: So you have more than two million cash in the bank today. Yes, that's great. So yeah, nice cushion. You can use it for hiring, acquiring, whatever you want. How many folks yes. on the team today? Uh, almost eighty. I think seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Now talk to me a little bit more about what you think like next moves are here, right? How do you go? And I'm guessing here, if you have 550 customers at 800 bucks a month, you're doing about 5.2 million in terms of run rate right now. Yeah. How do you go from 5.2 up to like, you know, 10 or 20 million bucks in revenue? Uh,
1: the, our, the focus we have, we are very sales oriented company. So very much sales excellence. We're opening new hubs uh, around the world working very locally when it comes to the culture of the salespeople. So, for example, but we're trying to keep the costs down. So, for example, I can give you an example. In Europe, there's very different from country to country, uh, the costs of living and the costs of, uh, you know, uh, having employees and so on. So, But but in sales, you know, it's all about, you know, uh, feeling the other person comfortable, and uh, that you, the person is selling you, has the same culture as you, and so on. So, for example, we have quite a lot of, of people born and raised in the UK living in Poland today for different reasons. And we have them selling to the UK, which for us is way, way cheaper to have people hired in Poland. But still, they sell in the UK, and, and the customers in the UK and the leads we talk to, they, they experience them as you know, a UK office. And I'm so, I think so how, many, is... how
0: many sales reps do you have then today that have a quota? Uh, around 40. Oh, 35, that's, 40. A, that's a massive sale. They all carry a quota? They are 35
1: to carry a quota for sure.
0: Wow. Okay. So the total sales seems like 40 and the quota carrying is 35.
1: Yeah. We, that is, we hired, what we hired this year was salespeople.
0: So, wow. We didn't what's go their, into What's this their year, quota, I... Daniel? Well, if I, if I joined, let's say you hired me this year, what would you tell me my first year quota is? Uh, it
1: depends on what 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 market you're you're selling to, because uh, we always see that the first six months is, is like just getting getting started. Make sure you have enough quotes out, and then you start closing deals. So the first thing, six months, I wouldn't say you have any quota, but okay. you need to have a lot of momentum. Uh, and make sure you have a lot of quotes out, a lot of meetings, uh, and from that on. I would say in, in US dollars uh, per month, around 10,000. That's it for the first year. And then you would ramp it up.
0: So I should be closing 10,000 of new monthly recurring revenue per month as a sales rep? Uh,
1: yeah, after a year. After a year. Not, yeah. yeah, after a year, yeah.
0: Yeah. So if it's 10K a month of new MRR and I do that as a sales rep for you for 12 months, I'm basically each sales rep should be adding about 120,000 bucks of new yeah. monthly recurring revenue annually. Yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, your whole sales team is not ramped up yet because if you did that no. with 35 people, you'd be doing 30, 40, 50 million bucks in revenue. We're not,
1: we, we were only not even half of those people when we went into 2021.
0: Wow. Yeah. So some, many of them are still in that six month period where you're still ramping them yes. up. Yes exactly yeah. yeah very interesting and do you follow toward a sort of standard here in other words ignore the ramp up period once the sales reps fully onboarded are they making you know two hundred thousand bucks on target earnings if they hit their million dollar quota is that sort of the range
1: yeah it is you, I, yeah. I would say you're quite right there yeah.
0: yeah yeah i mean there's a pretty standard playbook there so i only want to ask more questions if you're deviating from the playbook for any reason no we're boring <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're boring. I think you're doing the right, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> no, no, now, no. Uh,
1: yeah, but uh, that, I think the, the playbook you're talking about. I think that's the one pe- most people should go by. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a good one.
0: Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way even post pandemic, and the reasoning is obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent, but the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now, look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlaka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanmaca.com forward slash remote and promo code L E T K A. Check it out today before you miss out. How many engineers are on the team?
1: It's uh, around 12. 12, around. I think now. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're trying to now, ramp that up, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. What makes it hard? It's hard to hire. Uh, it's not hard to hire developers if you can go whatever. But we also want really specialized in what we do, uh, that are familiar. You know, we're used to work with the with the big big tech companies and the technologies they use and so on. So we're quite picky uh, when it comes to the developers we want, and we also try to keep them quite close. So we we have done a lot of people that actually moved to Sweden for different reasons from U.S., from China, from all over the world to work close by so we try to keep the team really close and 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 maybe this is against what everyone (laughs) says today we we really like them to actually to have the possibility to physically meet up because R&D works better that way that's just the way I see things Mm -hmm. faster not bad maybe not better but faster
0: yeah and talk to me a bit about churn here at this price point what's gross churn what's expansion what's net dollar retention
1: uh, uh Oh, I don't have all the numbers, sorry, in, in my head. But I, we have a gross churn around 3% uh, okay. annually revenue. or monthly? Annually on revenue.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, and, you told me uh, two
0: years ago your expansion was about 20%. Do you feel like you're doing a better job expanding today than you were then?
1: I think we're doing pretty much the same. We have a lot more to to do here. We have been so focused on, you know, go get new customers in. So we we really this year is the first year we're a little focused on upsales and cross sales. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Daniel, how do you how does penny two fit into like how you think about your personal net worth and your personal well being? Like, and can you think can you be sort of greedy here? Are you the sole founder?
1: No, no, we we are three founders uh, okay. and a few investors.
0: Uh, yep. So, did you guys split the three founders? Did you guys split it evenly back in twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, got it. So 33, 33, 33. You've brought on some of these investors. Yeah. Um, how do you... I mean, you just raised the 2 million inside around. Usually that's... You're selling like what? 10 to 15% of the business doing that? Uh, no,
1: <laughs> Well, oh, it me. was actually less.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's, well, that's a big deal. That's great. I mean, that's great. Anytime I hear something that's not standard, I want to understand why. So how were you able to get away with raising 2 million and selling less than 10%? Uh,
1: all the investors that were already on board was... Quite happy what they already have, uh, and also could see that with the money now we can really, really grow and make more value of the the uh, the, the ownership they already had. Okay. So there wasn't that bad that dilution in that round.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I mean was it less than five percent? I won't push you harder than that. It, I, I,
1: uh, it was pretty much in the middle of five and ten. Okay, got it, got it, got <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: So you were raising that? I mean, that was basically at a what is that a twenty-eight million dollar pre-money valuation, something like that. Stuff like that. I'm gonna love it. So so anything. so Daniel, I would argue that's actually a fairly low multiple if you're doing five, four million in revenue when you did that deal. That's basically five yeah. X multiple. But I've seen deals where yeah. I mean these are like 10, 20, 30 X multiples. Why didn't you run a formal process and try and get some more competition? To focus on the business. Yeah. So this yeah, was a quick that, round. That's it. To get money quick. It wasn't a long process. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And, and just make everyone happy. You know, we have really good owners and investors. So yes. Okay. Let's, let's just do this. Yeah. And, yep. and keep working with the business.
0: And is my math, right? If you're doing about $440,000 a month today in revenue, you were doing about $350,000 exactly a year ago.
1: Yeah, a little bit less, actually.
0: A little less. Okay, yes. I mean, this is great. This is a good growth story. Now, it's been a year since that last raise. You know, the co- world's coming out of COVID. You guys have great momentum. Are you looking at raising right now?
1: No, no, no. Nope. Uh, I'm not 100% sure we we will do that. Uh, there's a, there's so many good other solutions today. I know you have one, for example, and so on for businesses we like would ours. Love to,
0: I would love to work. We, we've got 100 million bucks we have to put to work. So I would love to work with you. Yeah. So uh-huh. we probably look at that
1: kind of structure instead of maybe racing in, in you know, the usual yeah. way of yeah.
0: yeah, I love that. I love the alternative approach. Now, what is that approach like in Sweden? I mean, do you have a lot of options or is, is it hard? I mean, you probably have government programs and you're insiders. Yeah. What about, what's the rest of the ecosystem like?
1: There's more and more, uh, you know, um, solutions for, for lending. Uh, I, there, I, I've just, there's a new, it just started a new Company doing this, a new fund doing this, and uh, people, you know, been working with the larger banks. They got yep. tired of, you know, they saw the opportunity and started their own funds now. Yeah. So there's more and more of that coming in, in 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 Sweden and and in this part of Europe as well.
0: After dilution, again, you raised, you know, through a Series A. Now, I'm going to maybe guess you still own like 15 to 20 percent of the company personally. So let's say, like, the reason I'm asking this is a lot of founders at your stage they they look at their equity value and they go, "Man, I really want to go buy a house or have some kids or start a family, but all my net worth is tied in my SaaS company." Do you ever have that feeling? And what are your options to like potentially diversify?
1: I already have the kids i already done the whole thing. I've done the kids. I've done the divorce. <laughs>
0: so, so <laughs> You're past your life MVP. I,
1: I, I'm past. I, I've already peaked. So everything is a bonus from here. Uh, I love no, that. I, no, I, not really. Not really. I'm quite happy where I am right now. Uh, I have a really good um, co-CEO now. I, I can do a lot of things within the company that I love to do, where I really see that I, I put still put a lot of value into the company. So, no stress at all on the, on yep. the private side.
0: No. What, what, if someone, like if an investor listening and came and offered each U of you three co founders a million each, so three million total for 15%, but you guys could take it all personally as secondary. Do you, th- I mean, is that something that early stage founders, I mean, does that get you excited or no?
1: I'm not excited, but I cannot talk for my other two co founders.
0: What about your, is that your wife behind you that just walked by?
1: No, it was actually my son. He has just got long hair.
0: And... Oh my gosh. Sorry about that. He has, that's, a, that's like my brother. He has like super long hair. He like plays guitar in the woods all day. He's great. All right. I yeah, apologize for that,
1: that. That that same kind of guy. like just popped by behind me.
0: I love that. All right. Very cool. Let's wrap up here. Uh, Daniel, number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Uh, oh, uh, let's see. I'm actually reading Scaling
0: Up right now. It's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I always like Gary Vaynerchuk because he's the way he is. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for scaling? Pin Me two.
1: Num- uh, I would say Planhat and Union, both right. Swedish. Planet.
0: What do you use? Success. What yeah. do you use to manage all your remote employees, like to pay them out, like payroll, taxes, all that kind of stuff? We're using a Swedish company called Fort Knox. Uh, Fort
1: Knox. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's a Swedish. Uh, yeah, company. They're all. Unium is a Swedish company to do invoices for SaaS. Uh, really interesting company if you want to talk to another Swedish interesting company. I'd
0: love to. I want to feature more Swedish founders. So I would love yeah. that intro. That'd be great. And then, then the other one is Plan Hat for customer success. Also really good too. So. Okay. Number four. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, between six and eight. Okay. And situation, married, single, did you remarry? No. Okay. So single. So divorce, how many kiddos? Two. Two kids. Okay. And how old are you, Daniel? I'm 45. 45. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20.
1: That I did exactly what I did when I was 20. Enjoy life. You can do other things later on.
0: There you have it. PinMe2 helps 550 customers like gas stations or EV charging stations, restaurants manage their metadata across Google search, reviews, Yelp, etc. They're now charging about... They're doing about $800 per month uh, per customer. So they're doing about $440,000 a month up from $340,000 or $320,000 about a year ago. So healthy growth. Uh, They just raised another $2 million and an insider round that caught like a $28 million valuation, but very, very capital efficient. They have less money raised... Than their total revenue run rate today, which we love. Daniel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.